Welcome to Make Out With Him, a crushes, dating, friendship and kissing podcast hosted by love amateurs Lex Croucher and Rosanna Hosrojas. We are here to give you bad advice whether you want to make out with him, her, them, everybody or nobody. This is a podcast in progress and we'll have guests in the future who aren't people like us. We promise. We're going to get on it. We'll do it. Please send your questions in to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com or you can tweet us at makeoutwithhim or use the hashtag, hashtag makeoutwithhim. And if possible, please include the pronouns and the name you'd like us to call you or just go with anonymous or we'll assign you a name let's know <laughs> or we'll assign you a name very creepy very dystopian you will be assigned a name my future role is going to be the voiceover on like the spaceship that's taking us to our inevitable death but we're hoping that we're going to a new planet oh that's, that's going to be my role the lady on the speaker please keep calm you will be assigned a name wow okay scaring myself a little there <laughs> oh my god was that you other than you know inevitable heat death of the universe. inevitable death uh i'm good i'm very sunburnt and it's incredibly painful and i haven't been this sunburnt maybe ever in living memory oh dear lex i know this is bad just bad i went on a long walk as i've been doing a lot lately which is weird i've been going hiking a lot i went on a cheeky 15 mile walk at the weekend a very nice very nice coastal path the seven sisters walk would recommend very lovely um but i got horribly burnt and it's just so painful i want to claw my skin off um so that's kind of what's going on with me also since we last recorded the podcast i climbed a mountain just as i said i would i was so proud of you thank you i mostly was glad that you could now say that you've done it yeah, I only did it so that I can brag about it. Like, because that's the only reason to do anything. But yeah, I did that. I climbed that mountain. And I, I was, you know, I was okay. I did start shivering uncontrollably at the top. And oh I think my boyfriend was slightly worried <laughs> that I was like did you feel going into in mountain altitude? shock. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Did you feel like an altitude shift or something? I think I felt a shift in my body because my body's like what the fuck why are we climbing a mountain and I think that's what the reaction was and that's why I started just shivering uncontrollably and my hands swelled up to like three times their size it was incredible to behold um it was just my gen my body just went into shock about the amount of exercise and product like productive stuff I was doing so yeah but you did it and we're all so proud of you well thanks cat stop it cat Hey, come here. Um, meanwhile, in my personal achievements, this morning I ate five bananas and I also had a really good bagel. So I'm crushing it. On my That's end. a mountain of sorts. It's a mountain of bananas. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not even a mountain of sorts. It's very specifically a mountain of bananas. I didn't really intend to, I actually intended to bring in the whole banana bunch for the rest of my week. I go home to London Friday night. Woo! So I was like, well, Monday to Thursday, this bunch of bananas will last. No. It did not. Anyway, <laughs> so my life is just a whirlpool of excitement. A whirlpool of excitement. It sucks you whirlpool. in and drowns yeah. you. But I am very excited to be back in London and then on to Corfu. Yay, Corfu! Girls trip! It's going to be great! Girls trip. Ladies on, on tour! tour. <laughs> chug, chug, chug! I had a banana story to tell. And oh, my... please do. Please share. Oh, yeah. Believe me. Believe you me, in fact. I will share. Basically, um, I was staying at an Airbnb uh, over the weekend in Brighton with a lovely family who had a really nice cat and a baby. Well, we care less about the baby. 
Wait, the okay. cat is being so loud. Fliz, I know you're having fun, but stop having fun. Come here. Get it together, Fliz. She never plays on her own when I want her to play on her own. And now she's like, I'm gonna play with my loudest toy. The lovely couple whose house it was uh, offered us breakfast. And in fact, I think the the woman had started to make us pancakes and we had to say, oh, we don't, we don't need breakfast because we're going out for a walk. So that was just a horrifying thing to do, like reject someone's kind stranger pancakes. And then um, she said, oh, take some fruit. So we went to take some fruit and I went to take a banana and somehow in my just awkward process of being bad at being a person, I managed to like ruin all the bananas in the bowl How? for everyone. I, I like tried to rip off one banana from the bunch and instead I ripped like the connecting part of all of them and took not just a banana with me, but the little <gasps> tips of all the other bananas. So you basically opened all of the bananas. I opened all saying. her bananas and I felt so bad. I like, I just, I could feel myself making a mess of it and I just made it worse and it was really upsetting. And I just walked out of there clutching a banana and, yeah, the tops of lots of other bananas. And I felt like I'd done a massacre. Well, I'm very sorry for your uh, public banana shaming in public in front of everyone. I felt so guilty. I wanted to buy some more bananas. Um, But then I didn't. So clearly I didn't feel that guilty. The guilt lasted for about half an hour and then it went away. And I was like, never mind. I've ruined their day. But I got to eat my one banana. And that's capitalism. And you're happy. And then you climbed the mountain. Well, this was not the mountain. I'm sorry, time. you're just doing so much climbing lately, and I'm very confused about where it all is in the context of your life. I'm going climbing next weekend as well. I'm not going climbing. Where climbing the heck is an exaggeration. Going? I'm going for a hike up a hill. I'm going for a hike up Box Hill. This is a whole new situation where you're hiking all the time, and it's yeah. making me feel very uncomfortable. And I'm just going to have another glass of wine to deal well, with it. Just, okay, one of the questions that we have on the nice pod segue. this like week it. like, is actually relevant to this. So I'm going to just, I was going to say something, but no, I'm going to withhold that good, good content so that we can, uh, I can address it when we get to that question. Shall we actually just roll into that question right now, seeing as you climbed on the segue, revved it up, but then refused to go forward? Can How about sub- you just cruise forward right into the question? <laughs> Can a segue really rev? Can you know? Anyway. I'm not sure. Um, but oh can anyone God. do anything in this world of tears? Probably not. So this is a question from a runal, <gasps> and I know a precious runal. And runal says, "Dearest Lex and Rosianna, dearest, that's nice." I recently got to thinking about how when I find someone attractive, if their interests are different to mine, I try to learn whatever I can about their hobbies. For example, I once liked a guy who was really into NASCAR racing. I then spent most of my preteen years listening to NASCAR races on the radio. Is it NASCAR? Whatever. NASCAR. While these these interests were not my own originally, I am willing to pick up on new ideas like books, TV shows, movies and music. I'm actually kind of proud of my ability to learn about new things, except I wonder how much I might be losing my own identity in the search to be more like others. What if I find something that I am totally not into? Can I still have a relationship with this person, even if they like death metal music? Please help before I become a chameleon. Pumpkins and Penguins, Runal Waslip. So the reason why I related hiking to this is because the person that I'm in a relationship with right now is super into hiking and walking and stuff. And I've always really enjoyed walking. 
But I think just being with somebody else who likes it more has like heightened my interest in it. And also just means that, you know, it just facilitates a lot of doing that thing. Because if you're both interested in it, even if one person's more interested, then you do it, you do the thing. But I, um, I don't know, I just feel this question real hard because I feel like I'm interested in basically everything except maybe killing for sport. Um, I really like being introduced to new things and I have quite an obsessive personality when it comes to new things that I like. So I I get annoyed at myself when I feel like I'm being really influenced by another person because I often do get interested in other people's interests, especially when I'm in a relationship with them. But it makes no sense to be annoyed because you're just gaining new fun things that you like. You're maybe exploring stuff you wouldn't have done otherwise. And that is a really positive thing, unless it's killing for sport. Um, I think that you and I, Runel, both just need to make peace with the fact that we're really open to new experiences and we don't have super narrow tastes. And that's actually really great because it means you just, you know, you open yourself up to all sorts of new and exciting things and interests and hobbies. I do really hear especially that sense of like feeling like you're losing your own identity and kind of losing track of who you are. But I think you're right, Lex, that it's more to do with being open to new experiences. That being said, um, you asked the end of your question, uh, what if you find something that you're totally not into and can you have a relationship with that person? I totally think you can. And one of the most exciting things about meeting someone who finds like has a love for something that you you're not interested in is regardless of whether or not you grow to love that thing you can both try new things together that are new to the both of you and then the fun thing is that kind of becomes like your special thing that you tried for the first time together um you don't have to have similar interests to everyone you date or kiss or even hang out with as friends but i mean i think it definitely makes things a lot easier much of the time um, but that openness makes it easier too and that willingness to try new things doesn't have to be exclusively reserved for the person that you're attracted to um, I think that it kind of can go both ways you can yeah try new stuff together try bowling have I mentioned bowling again you love to bowl you just love bowling I think it's because it's one of the only like recreational activities in Indianapolis that comes to mind very quickly <laughs> I think it's because it's the only recreational activity where you get to fondle balls and also put your fingers in holes. At the same time. At the same time, exactly. Most of the time you have to choose, but not with bowling. Bowling, anyway, I'm going to go somewhere (laughs) with that. But Um, I cut myself off because I'm worried about my internet footprint. (laughs) Are you worried about Russia hacking this podcast? Not really, because I don't know what intel they're going to gather mostly because like that we don't have any secret podcast documents like everything you hear that's it there's no there's no secrets to this podcast we're just i guess you can't really blackmail people who talk about putting their fingers in holes on public radio podcast services yeah we're like we're willing to share these things and like we're unblackmailable yeah, that's the thing. We're too honest. I this is. This I feel is like a hacker in a corner is being like challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. Anyway, maybe I'll move on from hackers. Now I'm stressing out. <laughs> um, I feel like we answered Runo's question quite well. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? 
yeah, I, th I definitely think it's not really a case of losing parts of yourself as it is just adding parts to yourself when. Well, you... and it's also, I mean, my therapist has this uh, way of talking about identity that sometimes is a bit gross to me, but also sometimes makes sense, which is about it as pieces of like a massive vase. And you can break that vase and recreate it in lots of different ways and make a new vase and it still becomes a vase. I think it's actually, now describing it, it's exactly like the ship of Theseus thought paradox, <laughs> where even if the ship changes entirely before getting there, is it still the same ship? Blah, blah, blah. I just realised that my therapist is a thief and, <laughs> and now I'm very upset and let's move on to another question. <laughs> I think that, isn't that also like that thing, like that Tumblr quote, about how I mean it's not like in in is it Tumblr three fifteen? It's <laughs> it's a Tumblr quote about a custom which I think is a Japanese custom, but I'm probably wrong. Um, where if you break pottery, you then yeah. use gold to put it back together. So and then you see the gold, so it like becomes part of the part of the pottery. Is that you then have these like spider webs of gold in it and it's all about like it's beautiful and it's been rebuilt point being there's lots of metaphors for this and you're not losing your identity within it but i think it is being a, i think it's good to be aware of like where your time goes in a relationship of any kind and whether you feel like both people in it are putting equal amounts of effort and energy into it um but at the same time i do think there's lots of opportunities to try new things like bowling Back to bowling. Oh, bowling. The old failsafe of bowling. So our next question is from Rebecca, who says, Hi, Rosanna and Lex. When I was in college, I dated an amazing guy for two years. We decided to break up when we graduated because I was moving abroad and we decided long distance would be too difficult. I've been living abroad for almost a year now and I've dated a few other guys, but no one has come close to being as great as my ex. I think I want to get back together with him when I move back home in a few months, but I don't know how to even start that conversation. We've kept in touch sporadically as friends over this year. Help! Thanks, Rebecca. Ooh. Oh my. Sporadic. Try and use it in a sentence today. I feel strongly that you have to prep this man turkey for the oven. I don't eat meat, so I don't actually know what that means. Um, talk openly and constructively with the turkey and find out how the turkey is feeling because he might be in a very different place to you and you're having all these thoughts and, like, you've worked out, um, you know, that people haven't, like, maybe measured up to that relationship. And you clearly haven't let go of that relationship. And, yeah, you're thinking about getting back together with someone who just doesn't know that any of this stuff is happening in your brain. And, he, like, it might, he might be having the exact same thoughts, but he might be in a very different place to you. Because, I mean, like, he's literally in a very different place to you but he also might not be feeling those feelings and i mean you know i don't know i don't know either of you i don't know you or your turkey ex-boyfriend see you've got but, to prep your man turkey but also prep yourself yeah seriously. prep yourself for feelings and prep him for the oven like just you <laughs> <laughs> love this turkey this is a really good turkey metaphor and i will continue it forever you gotta um I don't know anything about turkeys. Okay, you've got to... You've got to baste you've got it. To, you've, got to, you've got to baste it and sometimes stuff a lemon up it. Yeah, you've got to put a lemon up his ass. I'm sorry, it just has to happen. Consensually, of course. Um, what? No. 
you got to sow the seeds. Do turkeys eat seeds? You got to put down the turkey grain so that he can follow the yeah. grain trail to your heart. Okay, you were really opposed to my Hansel and Gretel idea a few podcasts ago, and I feel like the turkey is really living out Hansel and Gretel. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to Hansel and Gretel people. Well, I meant more like metaphorical turkey seed. Okay, you understand what we're saying. This is like the worst (laughs) way we could have said it. Basically, yeah, you need to talk to him ASAP, because otherwise you could end up in the situation where you've built this all up in your mind, and it could be a crushing disappointment if you know if it's in a few months you wait a few months to have this conversation and you've been thinking about it for that long maybe he's in the same place as you i don't want to be like a debbie downer but yeah just be careful with your feelings no i agree i think you've got to like feel out the situation have that conversation now and i think you might also find that you're able to be more honest, maybe, if you were talking while you're apart, maybe, than in person. Um, I mean, that might be a conversation that is better had over Skype or Gchat or something. Um, obviously, it would be ideal to have it in person, but I I just worry about you wasting all that time and putting all your hopes up for it and then getting back and it maybe not working out quite as it did. I don't know. I think you can still get those indicators of how someone's reacting to a conversation online, especially through something like Skype or FaceTime or something. The other thing I would say to share my long distance moving abroad knowledge, of which, you know, (laughs) there isn't that much, um, is that when you're abroad and you're meeting new people, it's hard, especially if you're in a country where they're speaking the same language or you know that language well, you feel like all of these things are the same as your home situation, you know? Like, you feel like it really shouldn't be as much of a change as it maybe is. But sometimes it's really hard to get your head around the fact that the people you're meeting most of the time have grown up with completely different kind of references for every facet of their life, and their life has been very different. And sometimes I find it, when I'm abroad, I I studied abroad and I've also obviously moved abroad, um, it's hard to, to... communicate with people maybe as easily as you do at home and that can mean that when you're dating people you're making these comparisons to someone who's important in your life but you're also making comparisons to the way you interacted with anyone in your home country um so I think maybe also accepting if it doesn't work out and you do still have a couple of months there and and you do still want to be dating and meeting new people then maybe consider that it's going to feel completely different, whoever it is, whether it's the right person, short-term or long-term or anything like that, it's not going to feel anywhere near the same as it did at home, at least, like, in my experience and the experience of people I've been speaking to. So that's probably, like, a much bigger factor in all this than you think, as well as, obviously, the feeling of being away from home and um, the things that you miss and so on. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my addendum. (laughs) That's a very smart addendum. And I want to add to it by saying maybe the birds in the other countries are from, they're different birds and the feathers are different. It's a different turkey and you're confused about birds. Where you put the lemon. Just as smart, just as well considered. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. Have you seen Chicken Run lately? I have not seen Chicken Run in like a whole year. And it's a fucking travesty. 
I don't know if all of you listeners, all you listeners out there, um, I don't know if <laughs> you chicken run. Like, you know, you, you sound like the radio host from Love Actually. Sometimes I just like to feel like I'm a radio host because I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm, this is as close as I'll ever get, basically. Um, chicken Run is a very important film and it's one of those films like a lot of children's films where eating meat and like keeping chickens and stuff is seen as a very bad thing and the chickens they want their freedom and i find it really funny because i feel like lots of children's films like the message is very like vegetarian or yeah liberal and people don't seem to notice because it's in a children's film but chicken run is a really good really good film about uh, a, a great escape that some chickens attempt and I would really recommend that you watch it right now after you finish listening to this podcast regardless of if you've seen it before or not because it has been at least four months since I watched Chicken Run and I need, it's too long. I need it back in my Actually, life. Actually, can we re- can we rewatch that together when I'm back next week? Yes, yes we can oh. although I've also agreed to watch it with someone else but I will Whoa. happily Watch it twice in a month's in a in a month's period. Instead, new idea: we hire out a cinema and show it. Gosh, if we'd had this idea before, we could have done that thing where you hire out a cinema and you get to invite listeners of the pod. Man. Okay, listeners of the pod, tweet at us if just generally at some point in the future, probably not soon, but if okay, a if you would chicken come run. to to watch Chicken Run with us at a screening, b if you would come to a live recording of Make Out With Him, see if you would support us on Patreon. I forgot to talk about Patreon, but I, we need to talk about Patreon. We need to talk about Patreon, guys. We need to talk about it. Let's talk about it right we now. We need to talk about Kevin. We need to Can talk we about- call our Patreon Kevin? Need to- okay, our Patreon's called Kevin. And we have a few basic running costs that come along with having a podcast. And there's not tons of running costs, but... It's to things... be specific, it's mostly SoundCloud Pro. <laughs> yeah, we need we need SoundCloud Pro because that's where we upload our podcasts to. And they're telling us we can't do that anymore. <laughs> they're literally just like, nope, pay or you can't do that anymore. So we just need a little bit of money so that we can pay for our SoundCloud. And we'd also like to pay for a theme tune. Um, we do already have some delightful theme music. But we would like some more because we're greedy. And we have someone all lined up who you think we think you'll be excited. Yeah, we have a lovely musician. I said that sentence really poorly. (laughs) This is not my best sentence construction podcast. Uh, We have, yeah, a lovely musician lined up who is raring to go and in fact keeps Facebook messaging me like, hey, when are we doing this? Whoops, sorry, lovely musician. And we would like to be able to pay her to create sweet, sweet music for us. So we will be launching a Patreon and any amount of money is greatly appreciated. Um, Obviously, a dollar would be fantastic. And yeah, please do support us if you enjoy listening to this pod. Because we would like to keep uploading it forever. Very much. Not least because it means... We get to check in and have these great ideas about chicken run screenings. Yeah. It's literally the only thing keeping Rosie Hanna and I's friendship alive. So please pay so, so we can continue to be friends. So, so true. Otherwise, I would have run for the hills and become a farmer. 
There's no hills in Indianapolis, so I guess I'd have to just become a farmer. I was going to say, but there's a lot of farmers, so you'd have a lot of competition. And I don't know if you, with zero farming experience, would do well in that market right now. I'd be a great farmer, especially a chicken farmer as a vegetarian. Um, would you like to ask <laughs> the next question? I'm going to do it. No, I'm not. I'm going to hold the next question for ransom until you all Patreon us. That's not the verb. The next question... Patronise us. Yeah, please patronise me. The next question comes from Anonymous... And it is a question that goes like this. Wow, neither of us can talk ever. It's lucky we have this podcast. It says, Dear Lex and Rosianna, first off, I love both of your channels. and I'm very stoked about your podcast. Do you like how I always include the praise? Because I just, I live on praise. It's true. But I cut the my praise. Question. You go right in there. I just want to stroke my ego. Ooh, that's an uncomfortable phrasing. Here is my question. My boyfriend recently broke up with me, and although it wasn't that rosy between us in the last weeks, I never thought he would end it so quickly. So it was quite a shock and a punch in the guts, to be honest. The reason was, to quote him, he wanted to be more in love, which is a sucky reason. But that, but what makes the whole situation even shittier than it already is, we work together in a small digital agency, and he's basically my boss. So uh. Most of the things you do when getting over your ex, like throw yourself into work or you don't have to see him if you don't really want to, don't work for me. I was wondering if you two lovely ladies have any well-needed advice on how to cope with a very shitty breakup. Lex, I noticed you went through a rough time yourself a few months ago, but you seem so much better now. Any tricks and tips on how to trick my heart into stop hurting at least a little? Thank you very much in advance and greetings from Vienna. Oh my word, I don't like this person. Not, not, I love Anonymous. Anonymous is great. But this boss, man. Yeah. Oh, I strongly dislike him. Can I just... That's my first statement. It's boss 101 is that you don't date your people that you are the boss of. It's really weird. Boss like, 102 is that if you do date the people who you're a boss of, which you shouldn't do, you don't end it by saying you wanted to be more in love. What? That's so mean. I just... What a meanie. It's, yeah. That's a... I think... I actually had this conversation with someone once about how it's okay to date someone who's, like, on the same level of... Um... Right. It's like rugby. You can pass sideways, but you can't pass forward. That's yeah. how I think of it. Yeah, like, you shouldn't date somebody who's, like, yeah, in terms of office hierarchy or whatever, is lower than you. Although that's, like, a weird way of thinking about it. But it's just it's just an uncomfortable power position and i know there's always going to be exceptions to this rule but i think it's a relatively good rule because it's just really uncomfortable to yeah be the boss of someone that you are also in a relationship with and vice versa and vice versa yeah yeah um gosh i don't know i think that it's about filling up your time then with things that aren't your job like in the evenings and so on if you can that's my that's where my brain first goes to like finding things that you can go to that aren't in your home um but that get you out of the house and you can throw yourself into that or like a I don't know a ping pong club (laughs) I have like bad sporting pastimes (laughs) ping pong's the best one I know what you were talking about when I did my Spanish GCSE oral exam uh I was talking I was talking about my pastimes in Spanish and I talked about ping pong um, I just want to explain very briefly because I know that not every country has the same setup for exams. Your Spanish oral exam is basically <laughs> when you have to speak in Spanish to your examiner, and they it's ask. It's not where you give oral to a Spanish person. 
and they examine and assess they examine you, you during yeah. um so yeah you like you rehearse a thing you're gonna say and then you speak in spanish and then they grade you on how good you did the spanish talk for me it was just fine i got a b i still know some of my spanish oral but it's not good spanish and rosiana will tell me that anytime i try and do spanish donde esta la biblioteca me llamo tiempo it's like mi pasatiempos incluye ver ver la televisión is that spanish i've got no idea Um, it's close (laughs) it's close but not quite and that's why i gotta be i decided to put that i play ping pong with my family at the weekends because ping pong in spanish is just ping pong (laughs) ping pong anyway your boss or i mean he's basically your boss is what you said it's his job to structure things at work to make sure that you don't feel uncomfortable because he's the one who did this weird thing by dating you in this small agency and i mean obviously you both partook in the dating but in the position of power i feel like he should have maybe made an executive decision about that if possible he should be finding ways to make that easier for you and like yeah. possibly restructuring the situation so that you're not directly reporting to him right now or anything like that. Um, you know, that would be But it seems unlikely help. that that's going to happen, seeing as he's a complete dick. <laughs> not that we judge. I just can't get over what he said. That's, yeah. That's genuinely, you know, I mean, I'll go back to the classic thing that I probably repeat over and over again. I have realised that I repeat my answers over and over again on this, but it's because I feel them so strongly. But it's that what you're feeling is valid and your hurt is valid and, you know, don't at any moment feel like you're, you know, doing the wrong thing, just feeling hurt um, and feeling crap about the situation. That being said, you're great. (laughs) So, (laughs) we're cheerleaders for hire. I have to say that sometimes the nicest people say not nice things because they're trying to be honest and they don't realise that what they're saying is, like, the worst possible thing in that moment. Like... Right, it's true. Maybe it's he true. thought, like, I'm just being super honest and this is the best thing in this situation. Somebody once told me they weren't interested in me. <laughs> I feel bad talking about it because he is actually a nice person. But um, by saying that kissing me felt wrong... <laughs> And that I was objectively very attractive, but not to him. (laughs) And bless him, he really thought he was saying nice things to me. And I was just like, "Mm." you referenced the fact that I was having a rough time, which I was in like the early winter of last year, which makes it sound dramatic and cool. But actually, I just spent a lot of time watching Gilmore Girls in my pants and crying. But that's my life generally. So whatever. It's just time. It's so annoying when people say that, but it is just time. Like It's like a hangover. It's like a hangover. It's like sunburn, which I'm currently experiencing. Um, you just you just need time and to have as much distraction as you need, but also to give yourself that time to be sad and like feel those feelings because you don't want to be pushing them away so much that they just come out at a later date. Like I think there's value in wallowing a little bit, but there's also so much value in getting out there and doing things even when you really don't feel like you want to. So maybe it becomes about doing things that help you express all of the feelings that you want to get out. Like boxing. Yeah. Smashing plates. Axe throwing. That's a My friends went to a Ren Fair recently and I was watching videos of them doing that on Instagram 
And my main thought while I was watching them at the Ren Fair was that they were throwing the javelin completely incorrectly. And then and I had that <laughs> thought and I was like, God, that's such a like grammar school thought. Yeah, it's like a... It's, <laughs> throwing it's, the I javelin yeah. wrong. Oh, I have a great story about javelins though, which is that my friend Jenny, who I live with, um, she doesn't even remember doing this. She just remembers people telling this story, but I vaguely remember it happening. We were all doing PE, which is physical education, like gym class. And um, <laughs> we were all standing in line about to throw our javelins and our teacher was still <laughs> standing in front of us, like explaining to us how to throw javelins. <laughs> and she was just walking away. And apparently Jenny yelled, throw. And everybody did. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just heard the word throw and went, well, guess it's time. And threw their javelins. And luckily, no one was there. 0% surprised by this story, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's like the most perfect Jenny thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, That's amazing. Anyway, what I was going to say is, do you even like your job? Because this might be a really good excuse (laughs) to find a new one. Like, it sounds like I'm being ridiculous, but I'm not. Like, if you're considering moving on from your job anyway, this is a perfectly valid reason to do it. Like, if you like your job, then absolutely don't give it up. Like, cling on to it and, you know, just, just make his life miserable for fun. No, don't do that. Um... But yeah, if you aren't that attached to your job, I think like... Do a Bridget Jones. Look look for different jobs. Yeah, do a Bridget Jones. Just say something dramatic and walk out and R-E-S-P-E-C-T will play. I think we fixed that one. We gave solid advice all around. Nailed it. I've got another question. Go. It's from Priya. Priya says, hi Lex and Rosianna. <laughs> it's because it doesn't say Rosianna. It says Rosie. And Rosianna probably doesn't love being called Rosie. Um, it's funny because it's just, it's something that's happened because I'm friends with Americans and Americans like to shorten my name. And then YouTube John does it, it, right? No, he doesn't anymore. In fact, he goes around telling people and has for a couple of years um, that I'm, I like to be called Rosianna. Nice. Sorry. I don't mean to make Priya feel bad. No, there's no way that you could have known that. Anyway. That I'm ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I'm currently back in my hometown. So I often come across guys from school on dating apps This week, a guy whom I used to find attractive and who was doing quite well for himself now showed up on three different apps. I've never had a conversation with him. I was far too shy in school. But we're friends on Facebook and I'm feeling braver eight years later. Would it be weird to send him a message on Facebook with the goal of asking him out? How should I start the conversation? Should I just hope to run into him at the grocery store or something? Any dubious advice is appreciated. Stay rememberable. Priya. Oh my God, message him. Yeah. Hope is dead. Dreams mean nothing. All we have in this world is cold, hard, digital fact. And you should definitely ask him out on Facebook. Yeah, I did that to someone I hadn't seen for a couple of years. And I literally was just like, hey, this is kind of weird, but do you want to go for a drink sometime? Like, you don't even have to... There's no need for preamble. Just no, do it. No, dive right in. Don't be like... Don't put like an introductory paragraph to it. Just go for it. When you haven't seen people for a while and like, there's pro- it's very unlikely that you're going to I mean, you might run into him because he's from school, but that's still pretty unlikely. And if you haven't seen him for, what was it? Yeah, eight years? Eight years. Just, like, grab the moment. Because, I mean, he might he might be in a relationship or he might be, you know, 
whatever, like married or anything. But you don't know. And if you're single now, you got to scoop him up. <laughs> he showed up on three different apps, Lex. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Shocking. If he's married, then maybe you don't want to date him because he's on he all the dating apps. He might be in an apps. open relationship. But anyway, <laughs> he showed up on three different apps. Yeah. So... So get in there before someone else marries him. I mean, I really, I loved my, one of my favorite parts of this question was doing quite well for himself now because it sounded very Austenian. I was like, oh, yes. a man of good fortune. Good to know. He's a man of, he's eligible and he must be yeah. in want of a Priya. So I think just be his Priya. And definitely quote that when you ask him out. You must be a man in want of a Priya. Just face a message this is your this is your face of message verbatim don't change anything it is a truth universally acknowledged that you're doing quite well for yourself now you've shown up on three different dating apps and i used to find you quite attractive you must be in want of a me here i am let's go for a drink oh my god if you ask me out with that i would say yes in a hot second I mean, who could say no to it? I'm just going to get you to write my bold messages from now on. Because I Please, feel like I'm I, quite bold, but you are much bolder. I'm only, I'm only this bold because I'm doing it for someone else. This is not how I start conversations with people when I'm going to ask them out. Um, but I, I don't would... know, I feel like you use a lot of your daring nerve and chivalry for dating. For dating, yeah, I guess. Alternatively, send him 87 Facebook pokes. Rosianna poked me on Facebook recently. That, did I? Yeah, I don't know if you meant to do it, but like a week or I so ago, I did. You Facebook poked me. I hope I didn't poke anyone else on Facebook. I really, I hope you poked everyone. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna try and find where I poke people. It's like when you view friendship or like send message and stuff like that. Like you can poke. You can poke. You. I got. I got poked good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I'm going to stress about that later. Okay, um, I'm glad I just right added now. some anxiety to your life. I really hope that nobody isolates the audio of me just saying, I got poked good and uses it for anything. <laughs> well, now they're going to. Yeah, it's my catchphrase. I come into a room and everyone's like, how's it going, Lex? And I go, I got poked good. Please, God, no. I know, I should stop. We have another question from Tina. Dear Lex and Rosianna, I have a co-worker who has been into me for about 10 months now. He's asked me out multiple times. At first I tried to be nice about it, but he got super persistent and I had to tell him no, not ever. I'm now moving to a different city. He knows this and wants to go get drinks with me before I leave. I do not want to do this, but he keeps bringing it up and now he is texting me about the exact date I leave. How do I get him to stop without making the next two weeks of work unbearable? I cannot get out of seeing him at work. Would it be okay for me to tell him my last day is a different day than it actually is and ghost out of there or would that make me a bad person? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, Tina. I think that it is totally okay for you to do whatever it is you need to do in this situation in order to feel comfortable because this guy is harassing you. Like, this is what harassment is. Um, and Come sometimes it sounds... Wait. Yeah, sometimes it sounds like a big extreme word, but when someone's being persistent and you've said no and it's still happening, that's harassment. Can we rename this podcast? Men. Ew. That's a good title, I think. Solid. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, A, you're leaving and you have nothing to lose. So you can report him if you feel like you've been made really uncomfortable by his behavior. Because, yeah, as Rosanna said, like that is harassment. And you can tell someone 
at your company because he might do this to other people and you don't have to it's not your duty to it's his duty to not be an asshole um but yeah like if you feel comfortable doing that then you should do that uh also the fact that you're leaving means like i would this is me and then we're talking about me being ridiculously bold on behalf of other people but i would genuinely say to him like i do not want to get drinks with you because you've asked me out so many times it's made me feel very uncomfortable you're making me feel uncomfortable again this is now just like a layer cake of gross feelings and entitlement and i'm not going to eat this leaving cake of sadness neil i think his name is neil shove off love from tina block like, him you on can your just say boom done dude just i'm so good at this um yeah and like you can say i feel harassed by you like maybe he thinks this behavior is normal just no i agree i don't think he has no right and i think the good thing about your email is that i feel like you're pretty clear as to where you stand and the fact that he is making you feel extremely uncomfortable but at the same time (sighs) I don't know, it's hard to still, like, wrestle with that feeling of, like, well, there are certain things I can't do or say because we have to work together and I have to get through my day and so on. But at the same time, like, it's... Really, it's protecting yourself and protecting other people to take the steps that you need to take to make yourself feel safe, frankly, and feel comfortable in, you know, being able to rely on the fact that you say no... And someone says, okay, no, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's work, and work is a place that's, it. you know, you can't just not go. And you can't, I mean, you know, I try. And they tell me, you can't do that. You have to go. And so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a place in which you're effectively trapped with the people that you work with. And your only method of, like, changing that situation is to, yeah, like, flag that kind of behaviour. Also, just the fact that you're only there for another two weeks. Like, if you can bear the awkwardness, because I know that sometimes it's hard, but if you can bear the awkwardness, just, yeah, like, take any step you need to. Speak to him, speak to a superior, do what you need to. And just, like, hold your head up high for those last two weeks of work. Like... If you have someone you trust at work who is a superior, chances are you sent this question a couple of weeks ago, you're probably done Actually, I'm just thinking by the time you listen to this. But if there's anyone at your work who you feel comfortable talking to, I would also say mention it to them. Just so that in the unfortunate event, if it happens again, and someone else has a similar experience, then the people you work with can be like, oh, this happened to a colleague before. Um, So that it's putting a point of reference. And I know that sometimes people feel guilty about doing that. And, you know, you never want to see someone like, well, you often don't want to see someone lose their job or feel responsible for it in any way, but you're really doing it as an act of responsibility to yourself and to the people who follow. I yeah. It's really annoying that we don't answer questions instantly, isn't it? Because, like, you've, yeah, you're probably done at work now and all my great advice is useless to you. Yeah, I really I mean, feel our bad. great advice. I feel really advice. bad by all the questions that I haven't answered straight away. I'm sorry. That's kind of the nature of podcasts, though. But let us know how it went because we always like to have follow-up and yeah i just hope that this advice helps just anyone in a similar situation indeed indeed our final question this week is from pigwidgeon who says hi lex and rosiana i love the podcast and it's very timely too because i found myself in an unfortunate situation i have a crush on a guy and i want to get rid of it 
I have to mention that this is not a situation in which I am too afraid to talk to him. I genuinely have no interest in speaking to him, which is why this is particularly annoying. How does one get rid of these conflicting feelings or emotions? It's very frustrating. Your help is much appreciated. Never trust your brother's spell-checking quills. Runal was live. What is wrong with this man? Is he Voldemort? Is he the devil made flesh? Like, I don't understand. You have a crush on him, but you don't even want to speak to him. Is it... Is it... Is it he who must be not... It's he who must be not to be named, is what I just said. <laughs> what I was trying to say is, is it President Cheeto? Like, what is happening? Oh, God. Oh, God, I just got full body chills. This is awful. <laughs> what? I mean, is it like a situation where you have to, when people who bite their nails have to paint their nails in things that taste disgusting? Do you have to remind yourself? Do you have to think about Nigel Farage every time you think about him? Is this what we're Do you have to cover to? him in something that tastes bad so you don't lick him? Wait, do you have to cover him in something that does what? <laughs> do you have to cover everyone on this planet in slime? Is this what we mm, come to? Delicious slime. My advice would be just every time you're feeling like into him when you're having the crush feelings, imagine him pooping and not like a nice little peaceful poop. Like he's struggling to poop and he's straining and he's doing the faces because you don't want that unless you do. You do want that, and then I can't help you because you're beyond help. Not to no, shame anyone with a poop fetish. In which case, we're not judging, and you make your own choices, and it's fine. I don't know. I don't know whether this is like a one-time thing, or you've had many of these crushes. I also have this situation happen from time to time. What it tends to show me, if I have a moment of like perspective on it, is that this person is like signifying, pointing to something in my life or in my relationships, or dating, whatever, that I want, that I'm not getting or finding. And so if I can just, like, psychoanalyze my attraction to this person a little bit, I get a better sense of what it is that I'm, like, I feel like I'm lacking, or that I feel like I want in my personal life, and then I go and look for it elsewhere. (laughs) Like, so, you know, I mean, there are aspects of people who you don't like, you can still be like, hmm, ah, feelings. Oh my God, what's happening to me? Why is this happening? I don't want to interact with this person. But if you just Great take- Great advice what, from Rosianna, a person that. who often has crushes on terrible people. Hey, that is so unfair. <laughs> I have crushes on great humans. All humans a miracle of consciousness. <laughs> some of them, actually. I'm not going to blank and say all of them. There are some really bad humans out there. Listen, I've had half a beer, so I'm sorry for anything I may or may not say. Continue. Oh, I thought that was like that. Was that like the 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 closing statement? Yeah, I'm bookending that. I felt I'm like not... that was like the opening statement. Then you were just going to spill some tea. No, I'm not going to spill any tea or any beer. I've only got half a beer left, and I'm not going to waste it spilling it. If my advice sounds like it's been rambling on, it's because I've drank the whole bowl of Olivia Pope-sized glass of wine. Yeah, Rosianna's had a lot of wine while I've had my beer half. So, I mean, I feel like you're still twice as intelligent as me. So now we're maybe on the same level and it's fine. I disagree with that. I think that you're on a far higher level. I'm like on the like baby diving board and you are all the way up top, my friend. I was using bird metaphors a lot and I don't know that that makes me a smart person. It just makes me a person who likes to talk about birds. Anyway, good luck getting rid of that crush. (laughs) You're going to do great. We believe you. You're going to nail it. Or not nail it, as the case may be. Don't nail it if you don't like it. You're going to zoom around that room in a really high-paced form. Lex, I think we've answered all the questions we can today. I think we did a good podcast. <laughs> good job, once again. 
crushing it since 1991 slash two slash two i wasn't around for a little bit but then i was born and i was like let's start a podcast let's do this motherfuckers and everyone was like such bad language bad blood will out anyway bartlett for um, america <laughs> on a napkin <laughs> Remember that you can send your questions to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com or use the hashtag makeoutwithhim on Twitter or tweet us at makeoutwithhim. Please include your pronouns and your name and whether or not you'd like to be anonymous and yes, that. (laughs) All of that. Also keep an eye out for our Patreon page, which we will be pushing. We're going to push it real good. Mm, Push it. (laughs) Yeah, please keep an eye out for our Patreon, which we will be pushing within an inch of our lives because we need that hard hard cash cash dollar bill listen thank you advertising is dead if i've learned anything from my youtube income over the last month i've learned that advertising is dead is it possible for your youtube income to be in the minus numbers because i think that's what mine is (laughs) oh no wait that's just my subscriber growth (laughs) i hate myself on that note we hope you have a lovely week and we'll see (laughs) you next week inside your ears inside those ears thanks for joining us and farewell Play us out, Helena. If you're in need of advice, if you don't know what to do, then write to Lex and Rosie Anna and they might just answer you.